state of mankind. How much do you know? Excerpts from how the specter of communism is ruling our world. 20. The end of the Cold War was a great relief for many. They thought that socialism, communism, and similar tyrannies had finally come to an end. But this was simply another way for communism to win. The standoff between the United States and the Soviet Union diverted people's attention away from the Chinese Communist Party and gave it time to carry out more malicious and sneaky schemes. The Tiananmen Massacre on June 4, 1989, marked the rise of party leader Jiang Zemin. Aided by the suppression and propaganda machine that had already matured, Jiang continued to systematically destroy traditional culture and manufacture party culture. By destroying morals, Jiang cultivated a society of wolf cubs, youth who were anti-tradition and anti-morality, which made way for the large-scale persecution of Falun Gong and eventual destruction of humankind. Although communists have fallen from power in the former communist countries, communism has never been tried for the crimes it committed on a global level. Russia similarly has never purged the Soviet influence or abolished the secret police apparatus. The former head of the KGB is now in charge of the country. Communist ideologies and their followers not only still exist but are spreading their influence to the West and around the world. The anti-communist activists in the West, the older generations who have a deeper understanding of communism, are gradually dying out, while members of the newer generations like a sufficient understanding of, and the will to understand, communism's evil, murderous, and deceptive nature. Consequently, Communists have been able to continue their radical or progressive movements to destroy the existing ideologies and social structures and even seize power through violence. As other former communist countries called for independence and succession, people in the Soviet Union also yearned for change. Politics fell into chaos, the economy collapsed, and Russia was isolated in foreign affairs. Then, Russian President Boris Yeltsin declared that the Soviet Communist Party was illegal, and restricted its activities. People were energetic in expressing their long-held contempt for the party, and on December 26, 1991, the Supreme Soviet passed a law to dissolve the Soviet Union, marking the end of its 69-year rule. But how could deeply rooted communist ideologies yield so easily? Yeltsin set off a decommunization campaign upon establishing the Russian Federation. Statues of Lenin were pulled down, Soviet books were burned, former Soviet government employees were laid off, and many Soviet-related objects were smashed or burned, but all this still didn't get to the essence of communism. The denazification movement after World War II was much more thorough. From the public trials of Nazi war criminals to the cleansing of fascist ideology, the very word Nazi is now tied to a sense of shame. Even today, the hunt for former Nazis continues in order to bring them to justice. Unfortunately for Russia, where communist forces were still strong, the absence of a thorough purge of communism left room for them to make a comeback. In October 1993, only two years after the citizens of Moscow had taken to the streets to demand their independence and democracy, tens of thousands of Moscow citizens marched on the city square, shouting the names of Lenin and Stalin and waving the former Soviet flags. The rally in 1993 was of communists asking for the reinstatement of the Soviet system. The presence of troops and police only exacerbated the confrontation. At the critical moment, the security services and military officials chose to support Yeltsin, who then dispatched military tanks to quiet down the crisis. Yet communist forces still remained and established the Russian Communist Party, which became the largest political party in the country until it was replaced by the current ruling party, 
Vladimir Putin's United Russia. In recent years, in some surveys, such as those conducted by Moscow's RBK-TV from 2015 to 2016, many respondents, about 60%, have said that the Soviet Union should be reborn. In May 2017, many Russians commemorated the 100th anniversary of the Soviet Union's rise to power. The Soviet Communist Youth League, Komsomol, which was established during the Soviet Union, held an oath-swearing ceremony for youths joining them in Moscow's Red Square before Lenin's tomb. At the rally, the chairman of Russia's Communist Party, Gennady Zyuganov, claimed that 60,000 new recruits had joined the party recently and that the Communist Party continued to survive and expand. In Moscow alone, there are almost 80 monuments to Lenin, whose body entombed in Red Square continues to attract tourists and followers. Red Square is still red. The KGB has never been thoroughly exposed and condemned by the world. Communism is still present in Russia, and believers of communism still abound. There are currently four countries ruled by avowed communist regimes, China, Vietnam, Cuba, and Laos. Although North Korea has abandoned Marxist-Leninist communism on the surface, in actuality, it is still a communist totalitarian state. Before the Cold War, there were 27 communist countries. Now, there are 13 countries where communist parties are allowed to participate in politics, while there are currently about 120 countries that have registered communist parties. But over the past century, communist influence in government has faded away in most countries. By the 1980s, there were more than 50 communist parties in Latin America, with a total membership of 1 million, of which the Communist Party of Cuba accounted for roughly half. In the earlier half of the 1980s, the United States and the Soviet Union were in fierce competition in the hotspots of Latin America and Asia. With the collapse of Eastern Europe and the Soviet Union, communism gradually became weaker. Communist parties that focused on violence to enforce their rule, like the Peruvian Communist Party, widely known as Shining Path, became fewer and fewer. However, the majority of these countries still came under variants of socialism. Rather than calling themselves communist, the political parties took on names like the Democratic Socialist Party, the People's Socialist Party, and the like. About 10 communist parties in Central America removed communist party from their names but continued to promote communist and socialist ideologies, becoming even more deceptive in their operations. Of the 33 independent countries in Latin America and the Caribbean, the majority have communist parties that are accepted as legitimate political players. In Venezuela, Chile, Uruguay, and elsewhere, the Communist Party and the ruling party often form coalition governments, while communist parties in other countries play the role of opposition. In the West and in some countries and other regions, communism did not resort to violent methods as was done in the East. But through subversion, it has subtly infiltrated society and achieved its goals of destroying people's moral values, destroying the culture God has imparted to them, and spreading communist and socialist ideologies. The specter has, in fact, gained control over the entire world. Achieving the ultimate goal of destroying humankind is only a step away.